Uh, hey everybody, welcome back to the Weekly Impact Podcast. It is Tuesday, August 13th. Um, I'm your host, Brent Smith, joined by Pastor Daniel Yelverton, and joined by... Tiffany Wiss. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Tiffany's Hi, joined Tiffany. us. How many times have you been on the podcast? I know it's been a while, but you've been on um, it a handful of times, A handful right? of times, but after the whole Thessalonians chapter, I think I got <laughs> fired for a while, but glad to be back. It's okay. You've been practicing a lot, right? <laughs> I have. Okay, I have. go ahead. Thessalonica. Yes. Yes. Sweet. That's really good. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> um... <laughs> So anyway, uh, it, it has been a while since she's been on the podcast with us. So tell us your official job title here now, because things have changed since you were on with us oh, last, right? Yeah, yeah, they have. Well, um, I used to be the e-kid director, and um, just through God moving and changing um, my role, I'm now, um, I'm actually with my husband, which has been really fun and exciting. Uh, Jeff and I are now the um, AIM directors, student ministry directors. So we're loving it. It's been just a really fun journey to do together. So it's been pretty awesome. That's cool. And then Uncle Daniel was teaching them some really good yes. lessons the other night, right? I did. I, I don't know if it was really good, but there was some, there was some, uh, yeah, Uncle, just, there's some things you don't listen to about Uncle Daniel. Well, you should follow <laughs> Uncle Daniel, I should say, in his past choices. So that was kind of fun. It was fun to just kind of be the, they loved don't you. do what I did back in the day. Yeah. I, I they didn't sound like that. I don't know why my voice changed. <laughs> It's like that's the I didn't Uncle transform Daniel into voice. like a, that's the Uncle Daniel. Yeah, we know. it's like my multiple personalities, right? I change into Uncle Daniel and he lose teeth and you know play a banjo. No offense, Brian. I know you like banjos. I do play a banjo. Yeah, a mean um, banjo, by the way. Uh, so anyway, I think I mean honestly, I think that those life lessons are um, some of the best things that you can pass on to people. Mm-hmm. I was just you know, recently on a houseboat with some friends, a lot of them aren't believers. And, um, we ended up in the weirdest circumstances that I ever thought that I would be able to do ministry and share with people and, and not convince them, but almost let the Holy spirit and the way the Holy spirit moved in the moment, convince them that God is real mm. and help open that door for them and bring mm. them to him That's awesome. in the midst of, you know, just a houseboat trip and out talking to people in the water there was this huge moment that happened and we all got emotional. We're all crying and stuff. And mm. it's like, it's so awesome to be able to, to use parts of your life that you don't expect for the Holy Spirit to move in. The Holy mm. Spirit will move through anything, whether you yeah. think that the Holy Spirit's going to move through it or not. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. amazing. And I think that can go a long way, especially if uh, you have past mistakes or past regrets. I think we all kind of have those things. That's yeah. probably one thing we all have in common um, is that the Lord can absolutely use that and turn it uh, for his glory, but also just to, it's kind of like a constant uh, or an opportunity to show the redemption of God. Mm-hmm. It's almost like God uses our stories as a way of pointing to his love and to pointing to his redemption. And so I think that it's not that we need to glorify those parts of our stories, right. but I think, you know, you don't have to feel like you have to completely cover it up and mm-hmm. hide it or defend it. It's more of just like, this is what I, this is what I, this is what I struggled with. This is what maybe other people are struggling with. And this is how God walked me through the process. No, know? I think it was good because I think especially our youth today, they need to hear adults just being real and honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so many times, and I'm guilty of this as a mom, we want to make ourselves look perfect to our kids at times. And these students are struggling. It's hard growing up in our culture today. So I think it's very helpful for them to hear us just be honest and say, look, I struggled with this. 
but God is good. And here, you know, here's how God helped me through it. So I think that honesty was really good for the teens. And I think it's going to definitely, and that's what's cool about ministry is something you said last night could help that teen 10 years from now. Mm-hmm. You know, I always think that's about true. that. So. Yeah. 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 And I, as weird as it is to say, like, cause I, I spent about a decade of my life away from the church. Um, I grew up in it and then just got burnt by it and was out. And then God called me back. Thank God. But, um, as weird as it is to say, because I spent time away from him, um, I thank him for that because it gives me a whole new different level that I can relate to people on and talk to yeah. them and, and, and go to them where they are in their places mm-hmm. and be like, Hey, I've been here. I can really, if somebody, you know, has lived just such a, such an innocent and perfect life, I feel like there's a lot of places that they, not that they can't go there because the Holy Spirit can move in any way possible, but that it's more likely that they probably won't be able to go there as much as someone who's really been there and done it. I mean, that's, you know, part of the reason that Jesus came here to be with us, right? So that God could walk in our footsteps and, and be there with us for Jesus to intercede for us and be like, Hey, wait, you know, I've been there. I can, you know, so yeah, it's so strange to say, I thank God for time that I wasn't with him, but Hmm. he, he really taught me lessons that I can, I can that I now use all the time in ministry. So mm-hmm. anyway, all right. So guys, we are in um, James three today. Um, Daniel, do you want to give any context and set up on James three? It was another about eight minute Bible project. So I figured that we'd probably forego the Bible project on this one. Yeah. in the Bible project one, if you guys watch it, it's just, it's, they talk kind of about the central theme that you see kind of in uh, chapter one. And then it's like all of these kind of themes kind of dance around it. And I think, James is um, is kind of like our version of Proverbs, right? It's like yeah. the biblical wisdom for us post Jesus and living in a, in a post Jesus world and uh, what it looks like to uh, live uh, through the Holy Spirit and have the Holy Spirit work in us. And uh, James is actually the half brother of Jesus, so James is you know Mary and Joseph had other kids, and so James is one of. Jesus' brothers, right? And so um, he also was one that knew of what Jesus was doing, but he wasn't a follower of Jesus until after the resurrection. So after the resurrection, um, which is pretty profound when you think about it. Like, you know, you guys have, I have siblings, and if my older brother was like, yeah, I'm the son of God, I'd have been like, yeah, right, dude. I mean, like, seriously? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, like, I know what you've done. a lot to convince you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so you can understand, I guess, James' like skepticism and Jesus' earthly ministry, but then he rose from the dead, and James is, like, totally convinced. And then when Peter goes off and does more uh, uh, ministry work, James kind of takes over for the... Um, for the Jerusalem church, uh, which is a, you know, a huge focal point of Christianity. It's kind of where it all kind of birthed and it, it becomes this, um, and then he, in, he ends up getting martyred. And so uh, he, I think he dies, they say shortly after he wrote this book. And so this book is a more of a general knowledge, I think, or kind of in the vein of Proverbs. And it's not like some of the other letters that are written to specific people groups. Like when Paul writes to the Corinthians, he's writing to the Corinthians and to their specific needs. James is more this is the overall wisdom that I've been able to gain. Like this is like the better version of uncle Daniel. This is like uncle James and uncle James is sitting down and saying, Hey guys, this is what I've learned so far uh, from Jesus and from uh, just uh, my experience. And I want to pass that along to you. So uh, James is one of my favorite books in the Bible. And also James is like, doesn't beat around the bush, man. He puts it like right to you. He punches you in the face with some wisdom and you're just going to be like, Oh my gosh, James. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, But yeah, it's a, it's a really awesome book. So (laughs) I just got throat punched with some wisdom. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
by Uncle Daniel. <laughs> Uncle James. <laughs> Uncle James. <laughs> Uncle Dan. I just see Uncle Daniel coming into the youth meeting and just throat punching kids with knowledge. Yeah, because that's effective ministry, right? Lesson there. learned. <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> Next time you come to youth, you'll have to speak from Uncle James. I will speak from (laughs) Uncle James. All right. So to turn this around, here we go into uh, the scripture for today. Uh, James 3 from the Dwell app, and we will be right back. Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. For we all stumble in many ways, and if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle his whole body. If we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Look at the ships also, though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, They are guided by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire! And the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and sea creature, can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives, or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, Do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly and spiritual, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder and every vile practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere, and a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. All right, and we're back. That was our scripture reading for the day, James 3 from the Dwell app. That's a kind of in-your-face chapter, right? Not in-your-face, but like 
making you look inward at yourself and really kind of a gut check. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So out of those gut checks, because there's a bunch of them in there, um, where do you guys want to go with that? Or just in general? I mean, where, whatever you want to do. I think what I really like about James is that he he presents wisdom not only like to your face, but it's really simple, right? So he do, he just says like, this is the issue. This is the tongue. The tongue is the issue here. That it is the the spark that starts the forest fire. You know, it's the thing that is so damaging, and which is really, I mean, it's just like James is in this wisdom is so ahead of his time. You know, because like we recognize now like how damaging and how destructive words are, mm-hmm. and. You know, we had this kind of, what is it, the is it like a nursery rhyme or whatever it is, where like sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And like, that's like totally not true, yeah. right? You know, because if anything, words have, have the ability to shape us, have to shape our view of ourselves. Um, they can damage our soul. They can lift us up. They can tear us down. And I think this is really important for us because, you know, we get so many issues with bullying, with cyberbullying, with Facebook, and with so, just like so much division and so much venom being passed around by Mm -hmm. just the words that we say not necessarily by the actions that we have you don't see like it's there's so much verbal violence i guess in our in our culture and so um i think that this is a really for us it's very important for us to to take note of what we are saying and and you know what's the impact of our words and i find that within myself as a parent really Mm -hmm. hard you know like like wanting to like really being careful about how I say things. Cause I don't know if you guys experience this or not, but I think I lose my cool more with my kids than any other person. Right. Oh, yeah. There's something about I don't know like, what you're talking about. Yeah. You never ne- I've never seen cool. that before. No. Tiffany, never yell. I want to be like you when I grow up, but yeah, yeah. Um, maybe not a woman, <laughs> but at least how you parent. Uh, and so <laughs> anyways, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but that's still like, it's almost like, he, Judah does this thing where right before he goes to bed, he's just like giddy and laugh and laughing a lot, but he's just being like really defiant and like mm. everything. And I'm trying to get him dressed. And I'm trying to get him ready to go to bed. And like, I can just feel this thing ratchet. Like, it's just like, like, I'm just like, like, I've got to like, I've got to get him like in bed or I'm going to lose it. And so, um, I totally know that feeling. I feel it every night. And it's like, it doesn't help that it, it compounds day after day after yes. day yes. after day. Because kids get in coming. these habits, they do them every single yep. day. Uh-huh. So you already know what's coming. So you start at a seven instead of starting at a one. Yeah. 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 And he has this master stall tactics. And like, I'm just like, I'm losing my mind. And I'm like, I have to be. But in those moments, like, it's so important that I have some sort of control over like what I say, mm-hmm. you know, because it is, it can be like so damaging and so shaping. Cause like I can think back and and my dad is I, I love my dad I love my parents I, I I feel like I grew up in a wonderful home but there's things that my dad said to me in a pivotal point in my life that shaped me for years mm. I mean uh and that was I remember I was going through a hard time in college and I was uh, I was <laughs> failing out of school because I wasn't going to class you know consequences and um and my dad, he just basically said like, Hey, you're kind of like a bad investment. So we're not gonna, we're going to cut you off kind of thing. And I get why he did it. But like that, like speaking to me that I was a bad investment, like spoke so much identity into yeah. me mm-hmm. that like it, it took me like, Oh, like a decade to like, kind of, kind of get out of like, like get from under that identity, you know? And and so that I think is we can throw words around so flippantly, especially in our anger and our frustration, right? And 
it is so it can be so powerful, especially to the people that we have a lot of influence over, like our kids and friends and family and things like that. Mm-hmm. I know Drew came home after the man night here, and Drew is my son. For those of you that don't know, he's thirteen, almost fourteen, and he came back from um, hearing from why am I forgetting his name? Brian Tome. Thank you, Brian Tome. And I said, so how'd it go? And he's like, it's great. He wouldn't tell me a whole lot. He's like, Mama's man stuff. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't know anything about that, but so I said, well, if you had to say one thing that like really stood out to you, what was it? And he said, well, he talked about how something, and I might botch this, but something about, um, the main thing that every boy wants to hear from their dad or like the main thing that shapes you is to hear your dad say he's proud of you. Mm -hmm. And he said that probably stood out to me more than anything. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow. That's crazy. Like that really stood out. So that does show that as a parent, our words are so important. And I'm feeling like a horrible mom right now because (laughs) right before I came here, I lost it with my second son, Carson, and said some not so nice things I'm not proud of. So yeah, I mean, I feel like James 3 is almost like a multivitamin. Like it's something I need to read, (laughs) take into my soul every day. So it's almost like something I should just keep on my bed. And when I wake up, I should read The Taming the Tongue because I'll be honest, this is probably something if those of you that know me, you know, I'm a talker. I like to talk. (laughs) And (laughs) there's been so many times in my life that I've said things and later I go back. I'm like, oh, why did I say that? Mm -hmm. You know, and it's you can't take back your words. And I tell my kids that all the time. And once they're out there, they're out there. So, you know, it's just, it's like what he says here in um, the scripture in verse four about, you know, you look at those large ships and I mean, they go through storms, they go through these crazy waves and they're directed by this tiny piece, a very small rudder and that directs it. Mm -hmm. And that's like our tongue. It can it can change the course of your whole family. Like mm-hmm. it can affect generations to come. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. That's, that's crazy. So, um, you know, I've kind of through growing, I guess, getting older, getting more wise, you know, cause I'm such a wise woman, <laughs> <laughs> but something that God has shown me. And I think I have learned, gotten better at is just learning sometimes not to talk. Mm-hmm. And that is not easy to do. But there have been moments in ministry that I've made a lot of mistakes. But I have learned if I'm mad or somebody upsets me. And sometimes it's best to not pick up the phone or to sleep, go to bed, pray. Mm. Don't call that person back. You know, or sometimes it's best to walk out of a room. Mm -hmm. If it means what you're going to say isn't loving that person and building them up, it's better to just not talk. And I think that... Like taking that even just like there's because there's the face to face, the personal interaction. But I think now we have something that James didn't have. Then we have Facebook. And, yes. And people will just post things like just so like like instant reactions to stuff. And you put it out there and that's your voice. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're kind of saying into the situation. And I think that there is a, a lot of wisdom in just pausing and reflecting on what you're going to say, what you're going to post, what you're going to type out, what you're going to send. Um, and know that there's. Um, there's really, there's good steps to take, especially if you're in conflict with somebody to, to kind of work to a resolution, right? Mm -hmm. Like 
they even gives you like outlines of even in scriptures of like, you know, if you've got a conflict with somebody, go talk to them, like go like sit down with them, talk to them, kind of lay out what it is, lay out what your pro- your issue is. And if you guys are reconciled, you win them back. Like that's a big thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like I think we use you with either Facebook or like, I mean, like we'll throw out like our, our business or the things that we're mad at or issues that we have with other people. And we'll go back and forth. And that's it's devoid of any type of like nonverbal communication or like, you know, face-to-face interaction. And, and we'll just sit there and lob bombs at each other and just totally cause this huge wildfire of issues that go unresolved for years. I mean, families will be, I mean, people will not talk to each other for years because of what someone has said, Mm -hmm. you know, and Facebook and stuff like that. And so I think that not only do we need to take, take time to, to, I think, pause and not, you know, use our words in such like a offensive way. But also I think it's really good. And then, then that opportunity when we do get to speak, find the right environment to do that. Yes. Uh, like there's times when like, like me and Phil will, will have like a lost, I uh, mean, Pastor Phil will have like a lost in translation via text message. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, okay, we just need to talk on the phone mm-hmm. and like, and settle everything out and figure out what's going on and everything will be fine. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll win each other back, you know, mm-hmm. but if we just stick into this kind of arena where you can't really kind of gauge what's going on, it ends up becoming a lot worse and worse and worse. And then the next time we see each other, we got to go through all of that mess before we can actually get to the the issue at hand. And Mm -hmm. so I think not only just watching what we speak, but also knowing the right environment to be able to then deal with the issue is really important. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the, one of the most damaging, damaging or most dangerous things I'd see too on Facebook is when people get on and they do like the vague generic complaint where you know they're referring to somebody but they didn't say who it was yeah because i wish this person would just totally treat me right they don't know how to treat a girl or whatever it is and you're like okay i kind of know who you're talking about you know what i'm saying it's like yeah but do you because there's times when some of my friends have done it and i'm like are they talking about me like you know <laughs> yeah. they're not but it's like you know you don't know so then that yeah. just plants a seed in you you're not even part of the situation but that plants something in you we're like do they have a problem with me now you know it's just yeah. dangerous to do that stuff you gotta find the right forum and you gotta yeah well also like i just i just thought about this when you put it out there like that everybody gets a chance to then pick sides and like make their opinions on things right mm-hmm. and and most of the time it's really not their business. Right. And so we get kind of get into this nosy culture, but then also like mm-hmm. it's not helpful. And then you also, you get like more people kind of poured into this fire, adding more fuel to it, where if I've got an issue with Brent, I can just talk to him about it. We can work through it and then we can be good and we don't have to involve like other people. And now they haven't gone through the reconcil- reconciliation process. And so now, now they're mad at Brent and, and he's mad at me and it's just, and it's, <laughs> it's adding more to it and it's not necessary. It is. It's dangerous. Very yeah. true. Yeah. It I think that's why I'm so, passionate about youth because I just feel for our next generation growing up in our world today with Mm -hmm. having our iPhones and having all of the social media because I look back at how I was when I was 16. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. If I had had a phone and I could post whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted, I, I just shudder to even think about how embarrassing the post that I would have put would have been, you know, just because I just know where I was at. And like, if somebody made me mad, I know I would have fired off. I know I would have done those things. And so I think that's one of the main reasons I'm so passionate about the next gen, because they're growing up in a time that is just so hard for them because it is, it's so accessible. And then you have people, you know, adults 
that are doing the things that we don't want our youth to be doing. So they don't really have a whole lot of good examples out there on social media for them to say, oh, this is how, because social media can be such a good thing and and you can have a voice and it can be great, but it can also be so damaging. Mm -hmm. And so that's definitely something with the youth that we, Jeff and I, try to um, let them know and, and, um, I don't know, pour into them as the fact of sometimes it's best to just take a break from your phone yeah. and turn it off and don't look at it because it can be very hurtful. Yeah. I get really worried for um, generations to come with that stuff because I think um, we're, you know, we're all at this sitting at this table right now. We're all about the same age, give or take. Mm-hmm. And I think that we are kind of the last generation that lived without that stuff. Mm-hmm. So we yeah. have perspective on it from, I remember when it was like this, but mm-hmm. now I also can function fully in this in this world today, it worries me because we'll see it and be like, no, I remember how it was. And that'll help pull us back from the precipice where generations, as we go forward, there's going to be generations that have never lived or experienced anything without social media, without cell phones, without instant gratification for everything. Mm -hmm. So I get a little bit worried about next generations because once they disconnect from that anchor of how things used to be before all this happened, I wonder, you know, how things are going to, how things are going to be. So one thing that just even popped in my mind a little bit about, um, like there's going to be an absolute like crazy impact to that. And, And one, one of the things that I see that we don't do much now because we're so connected is we don't take time to, to think about or wrestle with our, our issues or our thoughts or like allow God to like give God the space and the opportunity to speak to us. Mm-hmm. You know, it says in James one, it says that we lack wisdom. You know, all we need to do is post on Facebook and we'll find out all that we need to know <laughs> about wisdom. Uh, no, I mean, James says like, ask God, yeah. you know, ask God for wisdom and mm-hmm. he won't yeah. turn you away. Uh, and so I think that uh, one thing that we've learned as a family um, and we've kind of re- I don't really post a lot on social media and Laney's really pulled back from that as well is that we allow ourselves to have a room where the things that are within us, the things that are within our family and the things that are God is teaching us, we allow it time to develop before it gets exposed to social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if we just post something out and then all of a sudden people just start adding their own like comments, not knowing what God is trying to do in our lives or what he's like speaking into our lives, then, then we can just start steering a totally different direction. Like you, like mm-hmm. James even says, like if the rudder's going the wrong way, the whole ship is going to head the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, even allowing um, you know, the wisdom that God gives us time to, to develop, to, to nurture. Like there's a, there's a really great message that we heard about the dark room where, uh, where film used to be developed, right? You know, you had Mm -hmm. to, you would take a picture and then you you would, it would take time for the film to be developed in this Mm -hmm. dark room. And if you exposed it to light too soon, it ruined the picture. It ruined what you were trying to like see and what you were going to end up like the, what the final result was going Mm -hmm. to be. And so I think there's, there's some wisdom in, uh, taming the tongue and and being patient in that and, and allowing ourselves to, to take the wisdom that God is giving us and, and allow it to kind of develop and to process within us or or process around in a safe place, like a dark room Mm -hmm. where you have people that you can kind of trust and that know that have your, your best interest at heart. Uh, because I think we'll just hit something will hit us and we just want to like put it out there and we just, that's the impulse, right? To Mm. just put it out there. And then all of a sudden people have all kinds of opinions that go with it. And the voice of God starts to get drowned with the sea of thousands of voices Mm -hmm. that are all coming at us from different directions. And so, 
I think uh, part of this whole taming the tongue, I think, is not only just when we're frustrated or angry and what we can do to damage other people, but also when we use this voice that we have too quickly with the things that God is teaching us and not allowing it to develop, develop in our hearts um, or looking for that affirmation from other people and direction for other people and then not really even taking time to hear from our Heavenly Father. Yeah. Brent, to kind of go off what you said earlier about, you know, kind of being concerned about the next generation and that, you know, no longer having generations that don't understand this fast-paced cell phone world. You know, I think it's so important, too, that we try to um, pour into um, our students and the children to know how to listen for the Holy Spirit, kind of like what you were just talking about, Daniel, um, mm-hmm. listening for that wisdom, because, you know, later in the the chapter here, it talks about, but if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. And I know for myself, sometimes like I'll be on social media and I'll start going through and I'll start to feel like these things, like I'll start to feel jealousy. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, look at that mom gets to do all these things. Comparison oh, they have so much more money than we do. Oh, look how she looks really like, oh, she looks better than me and she's older than me. I wonder what she does, you know? And I start to think, I start to compare and I start to not, it's the enemy, he's so good. He's really sly and you don't even realize until you're like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. So subtle, he just, he's very subtle. Yeah. He nudges, yep. So, and then what I'll do, because, you know, I have grown, I'm not there, but I've grown in wisdom, as I'm now, I can catch it. You know, I'm like, wait a minute, this isn't good for me. Mm-hmm. There's times I'll get on there, I'm not saying it's wrong, because I get on there, you know, every day a little bit. And there's sometimes I'm on there, and it's good. Like, you know, I'm able to pray for people, and, you know, but there are times I get on, and I start to get jealous I start to compare I start to have anxiety feelings Mm -hmm. and I I can catch them and I get off and I just spend a little time in prayer or get into the word and I think that's what we gotta really try to um, just teach our next generation is how to hear that wisdom how to hear the Holy Spirit um, when he's saying because his voice is never loud like our society, he's never going to like yell at you. You know, the Holy Spirit's voice is soft and gentle. So if you're not listening for it, you won't hear it. Mm -hmm. So it's just being able to discern that and think, you know what, this is making me feel things that I know aren't godly and I need to turn this off. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think that was, I I love what you you shared with Tiffany, because I think that it says that like a disorder in every vile practice kind of is rooted out of this like jealousy, out of discontent, out of people like trying to show like the selfish ambition, which I think would be kind of similar to pride in that they like, like, like I want myself, I want self to go higher than and than everyone else. I want self to look greater than everybody else. You know, I'm going to make sure that I post the greatest picture with the greatest filter. So I, you know, people can look at me and be like, man, they want to be like me, you know? Yeah. And like, you have like so much disorder and, and like, it's like this undercurrent of like, just, you know, terrible that comes out of that. And, mm-hmm. and I love the next verse, but it, it, cause James gives a comparison. He says, but wisdom uh, from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And when I look at that list, mm-hmm. man, like 
I think this is a really good time for us to ask ourselves, like not only in our conversation with other people, but I think we really have the opportunity to evaluate, especially what we post and what we type out. Does what we does are we uh, is our voice on social media following those guidelines? Is it pure? Is it is it peaceable? Are we are we pursuing peace? Is it gentle in the way it's conveyed? Is it open to reason? I mean, like think about like with all the political issues that we have, are we open to reason? No, I mean, or or, or, or that, or is it full of mercy? Are yeah. we are we are we waiting? Are we waiting and eager to give mercy, or are we quick to judge? Is it, is it, is it full of good fruits? Is it impartial and is it sincere? You know, and I think that that is a really, really good list, a really mm. good benchmark for just how we communicate. Because when we do all of that, that's going to be, it shows so much value to the other person that we're trying to communicate to, right? Yeah. That when we're trying to be peaceable, when we're trying to be gentle, when we're concerned about the what, like what we say and how it's being conveyed to them, when we're open to reason, like we may disagree, and, um, and so are we open to then question like, maybe I'm not right and that's okay. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh, is it full of mercy, man? Like, am I just eager to just like, all right, I want to give you mercy in this situation. I want to walk with it and just kind of mercy and understanding and good fruits. And is it impartial and sincere? I think that, um, that list to me just like stuck out. I was like, wow, like, man, I feel like I would be a much better person on social media, a much better person in a, as I interacted if I kind of just had this as like a, a guideline or a base of just like evaluating the things that I was saying and the things that I was communicating to other people. And yeah. school is starting back this week. So parents, this is a great verse. Like if you just want to read one verse to your kid before they leave for school, this would be a great verse just to remind them when they're in school for their day, is everything they're saying, is it peaceable? Is it gentle? Is it open to reason? Is it full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere? Like that's a great thing for our students to hear before they walk into school. And then the last verse says, a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. And that's what we want to do. We want to have a harvest of righteousness. There's so much, I mean, obviously we're in a section right here where they're talking about wisdom but if you look at that list um it's in the proper order as well mm-hmm. because the very first one is pure if your motivations aren't pure then everything else falls apart if your motivations yeah. aren't pure then you're not going to be peaceful peaceable and gentle and open to reason and full of mercy and good fruits then you move to the next so okay if you it's if you're um your what you know your motivation is pure then you're going to be peaceable and gentle. If you're not, then you're not going to be open to reason mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you're going to be like, shut up. I don't want to hear what you have to say to me. Yeah. Yes. My motivations are pure. You want to win the argument, but I want to win the argument and I'm not going to listen to reason from you because mm-hmm. I'm right and you're wrong. So no matter what you say, there's no reason to it. It's just in such a great order right there. Like as you guys are talking about it and reading through, I was like, wow. Yeah. It links. It's like a chain. Mm-hmm. It's such a cool piece right there. So, um, do you guys have anything else that you want to touch on? Do you feel like that's, I feel like that's been a pretty good, I think that, I think that's great. And I, I, I really want to, uh, just reiterate what Tiffany said about application. This is really good. I mean, not only teens, I mean, like this is good for everybody to wake up in the morning and just ask, go through this list and remind yourself that, you know, ask yourself these questions. Am I conveying this? Am I showing this? Am I speaking this? Am I posting this? Is this what's coming out of me? Mm-hmm. Right. Because, you know, Jesus said that it's, it's not that what it's not that goes in that defiles us. It's what comes out. Mm-hmm. It shows like our, what our heart, what's what we say exposes what our heart really is. And so, 
you know, if this is, if you're really struggling with this, then that may be something that, okay, I need to start doing some internal things. I need to start looking at my heart and saying like, man, why, why is this always coming out? Why is anger always coming out in these situations? Why am I just not open to reason? Is there something that's going on internally with me that is just kind of, that, that is all coming out? And so, um, so I think that that is, you know, to, to kind of use this as the benchmark and where we don't match up, then take time to pause and really just evaluate, like, why is that happening in me? Why is that coming out in these particular situations? How can I be better about that? And then ask, ask God for help. Like, yeah. like literally, like, I'm not going to be perfect when it comes to this. And so I'm going to need the grace of God yeah. and the, and the strength of God through the power of the spirit to be able to accomplish this stuff. Yeah. And yeah. Cause we're going to mess up Yeah. every and, day. That's okay. And for one more piece of application here, something I've actually found myself doing in the last few months a couple of times is, um, you know, that last verse or two that we were reading about, about pure and peaceable, gentle, open to reason, all that stuff. It's going to be hard to remember all that stuff as you're going out into the world. But one simple thing that you can do to start to apply this in your life is when you're doing something, when you're motivated to do something, what are your intentions? And ask yourself. What are my intentions in this? Are they pure or are they tainted by something that I want or something inside of me that's telling me I need to do this to gain this or to make this happen? I, I think that's a great place to start with that stuff because yeah. then it'll start you down that road and start you from the right, the proper first place as you're going through the process for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So we'll go ahead and wrap up there, guys. Um, thank you for joining us again, Tiffany. Yeah, thanks for having me. This yeah. was fun. Mm-hmm. Good. And Tiffany's going to be joining us as long as her schedule allows um, once a month, correct, as we go That's forward? That's correct, yeah. yeah. So we're going we're gonna to start um, trying to get um, as many staff members on here as we can each week to kind of um, be our third, our third person. Um, and Michael will always be here with us once a month as well as we've, t- we've touched on. So I'm excited for this. I think it's going to give us a chance to get... Um, more of um, our church staff, the people that are leading this church, Tiffany, um, her husband, Jeff, um, Michael, Pastor Phil. As we do this, I think it's going to give you guys an opportunity to get to know more of who they are, more of their hearts, more of where they're coming from, what they're leading, what they're a part of at this at this church and in their lives. Um, so I'm excited for this season that we're entering right now with the podcast, and I hope that you guys are too. So um, uh, let's go ahead and wrap up with a prayer. I will pray for us today, and then we'll finish up. Um, so Heavenly Father, Uh, We just, we thank you. Come to you with thanks before we ask you for anything, Father. Um, Thank you for the gifts and the blessings that you have given to us in this world, for the fact that you love us so much that that you have just given everything to make a way for us to be with you. Um, Father, we, we thank you for the ability to be here today, to be living in your kingdom, to be living in a way that... um, we are able to, to let your light shine through us to the world and to touch and affect other people. And we just ask you to continue, continue to be with us and guide us. Um, let us always feel, actually feel your hand on our shoulder every day, God, as you're guiding through this world and letting us um, constantly remember to look to you for guidance and everything. Um, we ask you as this chapter uh, finished up with, God, in all things, let us be um, pure, peaceable, gentle, open to reason full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere in all that we do, God. We want to honor you, and that's how we do it um, in our interactions with other people, Father. So we just thank you, we lift you up, and we give everything over to you. And in your powerful and holy and loving name, we lift you up and say amen. 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 Um, So guys, once again, thank you for listening to us. I was looking... um, 
when I was on vacation, I had some work to do in the car. And this is episode 85. Wow. We've done this 85 times. So, um, and and honestly, uh, I may have mentioned it on here before to you listeners, but uh, the site that we host this podcast through in our, in our weekly sermon, um, there are statistics that you can look at on there. And um, because of you guys listening, because of you sharing, because of the Holy Spirit moving through whatever it is we're doing here, um, this podcast has actually been listened to in, in at least 50 countries already, at least one time in wow. different countries. So, wow. um, Thank you to all you listeners that are not in the United States. Yes. That, we feel really humbled that you would take time to listen to us. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely crazy. So guys, we just thank you so much. Um, we thank God for technology that lets us have a conversation in a little in a little studio in Blanchester, Ohio each week and it has the ability to go out and reach people and and we just always continue to pray. We ask you to continue to pray for us on this podcast that um, our intentions will always be pure and that what we're doing here is fruitful and good for all of you who are listening is and is in no way ever going to lead you guys astray or um, teach you anything that's not true. So um, just continue to pray for us. We pray for you guys, and we just thank you so much for being on this journey with us. So until episode 86 next week, um, we just thank you guys and uh, go out there, look after each other, let the light of God shine through you to the world, and let that open doors and change hearts. So we'll talk to you guys next week. We'll see you.